Mike. Hello, Brand everybody. Microphone. Oh, my God. You know, who who pointed it out to us? I think it was Richard that the microphones go through an evolution in the show. They just like you see time changing through the microphones. And we thought that was just the coolest yeah, thing. ever. All this talk of microphones <laughs> reminds us that we're doing a podcast yes. podcast. And what is the name of this podcast? It is Silhouette JB Podcast underscore, of course. Underscore Renmel Rose Steve Orich with the underscore. <laughs> That's us. And we are the deepest dive into Jersey Boys, both the Tony Award, a Broadway musical, and the movie directed by Clint Eastwood. Now, I have a question. I should have an answer. Uh, yeah, so I, I've, never, I've never heard of Jersey Boys. Then I think you're in the wrong place. It's, it's a very niche podcast. Uh, we've gotten a lot of people saying that so, how niche it is and they love it so i'll i'll see you later oh okay no no well, i'm just kidding well <laughs> now it's my show <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> just kidding but speaking of microphones it is our turn to give the mic to back to actually katie o'toole who yes badass who, woman badass woman and also the founder of simply kate organization she can teach you how to dance and teach you how to organize at the same time <laughs> at She's the same the time greatest. yeah she'll and she'll 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 teach you she'll teach you how to dance to sesuari law as you're putting together your pantry <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat that it's the great and watch her video about how to fold a fitted sheet she oh my gosh adds an extra piece to it and i was blown away i had no idea so katie is the best and we all know katie from broadway at the august wilson theater she started as a swing in 2008 she was there from 2008 to 2016 she's the greatest and she's also dance captain from 2011 yes until 2016. yes that yes, is correct. Yes. So for um, all of you who listened to our panel uh, last week, thank you so much. But we wanted to really give each individual badass woman who we had um, a chance to really tell their own story and give them their own special episode. So please welcome Katie O'Toole. Katie O'Toole, uh, International I... Women's Month, baby. Thank yeah, baby. you, guys. Thank you so, so much for having me back. I had such a blast last week. I felt like I was chatting with with old friends about one of the greatest times in my life. And it was just, it was wonderful. I, I oh love God. it. Thank you so much for having me back. Of course. of course. And you know, this show obviously means a lot to us, but I mean, we only imagine and to the fans and everything, but we only imagine what it means to the people who, who were in it for however long. And especially someone who was in it as long as you in different roles, literally like playing all the different roles as a swing, but also as different roles, like professionally as assistant dance captain and then as the dance captain and um, seeing the show from different angles, different perspectives, seeing it from the audience as you're taking notes. And, you know, I know you have some stories about giving notes to certain actors, <laughs> but um, I may have a few. <laughs> did, did when did so did Peter Gregus relinquish the dance captain responsibilities to you? Is that how that happened? 
Yes. So in 2008, I was the assistant dance captain and worked very closely with Peter. And then in 2011, exactly, he stepped back and I took over as dance captain. Could you tell us exactly what does dance captain entail? Basically, what I did was I would work hand-in-hand with the stage manager. And your job is to maintain the artistic standards of the production. So I would focus on the choreography, and then later I actually took over the transitions as well. Which is basically like choreography as well, because you would (laughs) move on these tables and chairs to counts of eight. So it was kind of a natural thing for me to take over. So I would make sure that the intention, the style of the show, the technique, the energy level, everything was the same as it was on opening night. I was a swing, so I didn't perform every single night. So when I wasn't performing, a lot of the time I would step back, get to the back of the house, or sometimes I would watch from the lighting booth so I could see like that everyone was in their places. That was really, really great. Basically, my job was to make sure that everyone was sticking with the style of the show. Because when you're doing a show eight times a week, sometimes it can morph into something. And, you know, the dance captain needs, it's, they're there for you. They're there for the actor. They want you to look good. I remember there were many times that I would get notes myself from if Danny Austin came or if our assistant dance captain was watching when I was on. I wouldn't even be aware of things I was doing. So when you're not doing these dances in front of a mirror, you know, they can morph into something. So I would have to catch if we had things, this, this choreography was so intricate that I would have to catch, like, if that, if that hand in, in Walk Like a Man, or this, this is just like a classic Jersey Boys hand with, like, your palm out, if that thumb was sticking up a little bit, I'd have to catch that because that's a different style than, like, this relaxed cool hand you know what I mean so it was doing that and then on top of that I would help with our understudy rehearsals I would actually be a swing but also a dance captain at those rehearsals so I would jump on and off the stage constantly I would go do a scene and then I'd jump off to watch the big three and then I'd go back and do a scene and then I'd jump off to watch this and that so it it was fun it was it was a lot of fun to do that job and then of course teaching the show so if I would either be in the studio with Danny if he was around <laughs> most of the time. They were they were putting up companies all over the world, you know? So sometimes it was just it was just me and the assistant dance captain Jared Bradshaw. And sometimes we would be dancing backstage in the dressing rooms like during the show. Just trying depended on how much rehearsal every person needed. So could could you walk us through your first rehearsals as you were a swing? I know like you it was a three-week-ish process to learn each each role you had to play? So my first, I covered three roles in the show, obviously you guys know, Francine, Lorraine, and Mary, and that was the order that I learned them in. So I have a funny story for my first day of rehearsal. <laughs> okay, first day, my, it's my first, it's my Broadway show. I'm so excited. It is a Tuesday, the start of the Broadway week, and I go to rehearsal, And the first person I see is the dialect coach, which I nailed that because I'm from Jersey, so it's all good. Boom. Then I see Adam Ben David, and we went over all the music, and I felt great with it. I mean, I knew I was quite familiar with the music. I tried to do some homework before I got to the rehearsal studio. And then I meet Peter Gregus. And 
I love him so much. And this is the funniest thing. I, I always crack up at this. So he comes in and he's like, hi, I'm Peter. So nice to meet you. Okay, great. He's like, so have you ever swung before? And I was like, no. And he goes, he puts both his hands on his cheeks and looks up at the sky and he goes, oh my God, why do they keep sending me people who don't know what the hell they're doing? And then he takes a breath and looks at me and says, okay. And I was looked at him like, are you, are you kidding me right now? But I took that as a challenge because I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to prove this guy wrong here. So he would go over, he taught me Sessoir, which I basically knew from the audition. And then we moved on to Boyfriend's Back and I was really, really concentrating. So I would do the same thing. When I was teaching somebody, I would kind of do the moves, um, you know, in my own, like, in my head, but kind of like, you mark it, you're like, okay, so flip right hand, left hand, okay, out, and this. And I was, I was studying him, because I was like, I am going to show him that I, I'm going to nail this job. Hell yeah. Hell so yeah. he starts teaching me boyfriend's back, and I started doing it, and he looked at me, and he goes, wait, did, did I teach you that? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he just goes... Oh, and it was, it was like, I feel like it was our moment of like, all right, we, we're going to be friends. We're good. We're good. It was great. And then two weeks later I was, so I rehearsed Francine and Lorraine and I'll break that down. But when I was there for two weeks, that's when they asked me if I wanted to be assistant dance captain. And I was like, woo, okay. Well, this is, yes, yes. It was really cool. Dominic Nolfi was assistant dance captain at the time and he was going to be moving into Tommy. So they needed somebody, and it was it was great. I never knew if I had it in me to be a dance captain, to be an assistant. It's a huge job. It's a, hu- a ton of information to learn, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> but um, besides that, the breakdown of rehearsals. So you basically, that's day one in a studio, and then I watched the show that night, and I was completely just wowed. I was watching the Broadway company, and I was like, I cannot believe, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, I can't believe this is, this is my life right now. I was so, so thrilled. And the Wednesday, we had dramaturgy with the stage manager in the stage manager's office while the matinee was going on. And then I believe I watched the show again that night. And then Thursday was the first day on stage with the stage manager and the understudies just to kind of show me where does everything go. Um, all the transitions, we would work on scenes, et cetera, et cetera. And then Friday, you would try and run it. And that's how it was. So that was my Francine week. Then I did the same exact thing the next week as Lorraine, and then the same exact thing the next week as Mary. And then I was lucky enough to get a put-in as Mary Delgado because we knew that the actress at the time was going to have a personal day and I was going to get to go on. And we knew when my Broadway debut was going to be, so my whole family was there. And it was amazing. But I'll tell you that, after I was taken over as the swing, I did not sit backstage for six months because I personally couldn't handle the anxiety of like not being 1,000% comfortable. If they tell me 15 minutes to the show, you're Francine. Okay. If you're married, Okay. Like, I, I needed to be that comfortable. So I watched it backstage because the backstage traffic is a whole different show. And I would watch it backstage. I would watch it from the side. I would watch it from the back. I mean, 
that's just how I learn. I need to just keep on watching it. I have a question just about the confidence of knowing all of your roles all the time. I know you took us through the breakdown of every week you would learn mm. a new character, but how long did it take you to really know that you knew this stuff and you didn't have to overthink or maybe you lost sleep over it? Like, how long did it take you to really, like, trust yourself that you knew I'll tell you this. I mean, I learned the female characters and then I dove right into the male characters. I had to learn... The first person that we were putting in was Matt Bogart, and that was my first time being in the rehearsal studio, and I was trying to learn the Nick choreography, and I didn't know it yet, and I just started studying that, and then I needed to start studying Frankie, and I, gosh, how long did it really take me to do all of them? It took a while. Because <laughs> there's such a learning and they always say like in in industries other than theater it takes about three months to really get the hang of your job that's kind of the average that I kept reading on LinkedIn articles and everything but on Broadway you don't have that luxury you have to know everything and of course you have a life too outside of the show you have other things occupying your mind as well so sure for me I just know like if I were to ever book a Broadway show, like, knock on wood, I would, that's, that's it. That would consume my entire life, my day, before call time. I don't, I don't know what I would do. So, how, how did you, how'd you do it? Like, the first two months, how were you feeling? I mean, all I did, honestly, I felt like, at that time in my life, I, you know, I didn't have kids. I didn't have, I didn't have a ton of other distractions. Like, truly, I could really focus on this show and learning this show. Yeah. And I, the first, like I said, the first six months that I was there, I mean, I constantly studied. That's like all I did was study. And I would try and shut my brain off on Mondays, on our off day. But sometimes it wasn't easy. I do remember, it's so crazy, but it's so true. I remember when I was somewhat overwhelmed and trying to learn all these steps and I you know when you fall asleep and you flinch? I was dead asleep in my bed and I remember flinching and waking up and I was in my dream. I remember this so clearly. I was doing heel twists. Like I was literally <laughs> doing the steps in my sleep as they say, but it's 100% true. I'm not making that up. It's it's a thousand percent true. The okay. transitions are genius and you just don't even realize that it's happening you it's it's just so smart like you would bring on the tables and the chairs and everything was choreographed it was coming on you know take chair off and sit like it was all all choreographed and then it was beautiful and it flowed incredibly yeah you told us that you actually graduated college backstage could you walk us through what happened Yes. So what happened was, so I went to Wagner College and I was there for three and a half years solid. (laughs) Thought I was going all four. And on Christmas break, I ended up booking a national tour, Starlight Express. I had four classes left, which were, it was going to be the easiest semester of my life. It was vocal technique. It was basically four classes about working in the business. So... Years go by, a few years go by, and Jersey Boys gets lucky enough to perform on the 2009 Tony Awards. And I was thrilled. This was my first time performing there. 
And one of my college professors saw me and she sent me a message on Facebook and said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. I saw you up there, da 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 da. And then it said, P.S., how about you finish that degree? And I was like, I, I should. I should. Because by this point, I was in the show for a solid year. So I was pretty comfortable with everything, like you guys were asking earlier. And what happened was I ended up writing essays to Wagner College to explain to them why I deserved life credit for these classes. And I graduated in, I walked on May 2010 and I I wrote those essays backstage when I wasn't performing. So I would, you know, the show would be going on and I'd be sitting here writing those essays. So it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I had a personal day and... Thank you! Thank you so much! I'm grateful that my teacher reached out to me because it, it's wonderful to have that degree. And I'll tell you this, like, I wasn't actually even going to leave school. It was my parents who were like, Katie, this is what you were, oh, this is, yes. So speaking of people, like, and everyone being there for you and for yourself in good times and the craziest times, we have to talk about the two girl show. <gasps> oh, one of my favorite shows ever. From what I heard, the two girl show happened on tour from time to time. It happened in Vegas from time to time. But our stage manager was determined to not let it happen on Broadway. But it was just kind of the perfect storm. And we had a little bit of a warning. So we did have rehearsal on that Friday just in case. And we didn't actually know if it was going to happen until five o'clock that day. And I was ready. I was mentally ready. In the coming days, I was kind of like, okay, well, if if it happened, um, I guess I'd have to keep my shoes on here and I'd have to do this. So it was kind of a collective effort in yeah. how we were going to pull this off because not only that, Jessica Rush was the other girl in the show with me and she had just joined Jersey Boys a month earlier. Just one month earlier. Talk about a rush, huh? Like that's <laughs> Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Hey, oh, I see hey, what oh. you did there. Um, so what we had to do was there it was it was incredible. Um, I had to do the Mary choreography. No, this was great that I was a swing because I knew both of the things and I somehow was able to I sung lead. I mean, I kind of did this in rehearsals anyway. I would kind of sing lead and do the other choreo. So I had a little bit of practice at this, but I had to do the Mary choreo, singing Francine, and then the the change into the fight scene had to happen in the front seat of the car. It's usually hidden. Right, you usually right. don't see what happens on stage. Usually when Mary goes from boyfriend's back into the fight scene, she gets to the back seat of the car. Bob Gaudio undoes her dress. She takes off her shoes. She takes off her gloves, stuffs them in her shoes, and starts grabbing pins so that you could just take that wig right off your head and stick on the next one. That blows my mind. Crazy, right? So that that's that optical illusion. You're, just, you're not paying attention to that exact part that you're doing. It's for this is exclusive content, by the way. This is exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think we would have ever known that because, like, yeah, it just looks like she's sleeping. You know, right. Well, it's genius because the way that it happens, so you finish Boyfriend's Back and the scene goes to stage left to Tommy, Lorraine, and Nick. And you're watching that scene as all of this is happening on stage right. So during that show, it was Corey Grant was the Frankie and Sebastian Arcellus was the Bob Gaudio. 
and Corey could not undo my dress. And I was sitting there, I was like, we got to get this unzipped, 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 hurry up, hurry up. And then Sebastian came in and just, he like snapped and it like, it worked. And during, so I was Mary and Francine, so what we had to do during the parts when they were on stage together, specifically the phone call scene. (laughs) Right, right. We, they cut the light at the Francine phone and I was Mary and Corey was Frankie and Jessica Rush was off stage right with a script in her hand and the God mic and just saying like, can I talk to mommy? Blah, blah, blah. Like she always says that was one of the most fun nights ever because she got to drop an F-bomb and because Lorraine never does. So right. she had a good time. Uh, what? Yes. Yeah, Lorraine does not. No, Lorraine. The only thing Lorraine says is, oh my God. That's pretty much the only thing that she says that. Oh my God, St. Francis. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, I never realized that. She was. And and you see, that's the whole thing. She was a different class of woman. She was Dawn. Yes. Right. She was Dawn. She was. That's Rick Rick Ellis. Here we go. One of the, the lines in the script that always stuck with me, and especially being from Jersey, was Tommy's in the beginning. Of course, certain individuals aren't crazy about living in a state where you have to drive to a landfill, next to a dump, next to a turnpike to cheer for a team that's from New York anyway. I was like, that is one of the most genius lines I've ever heard. Because it is hysterical. When you grow up in Jersey, like... My dad, my whole family, minus my brother, he's the Jets fan, but everyone was New York Giants fan. But you're always like, well, why are they the New York Giants? They play in Jersey. Like, right. why don't, why? So I agree. that line just made me, right? That line is one of the funniest lines ever. Exactly. And, and then, right off the top. Right off the top. In the first three minutes. It's the greatest. It's yeah. as soon as he's, oh, that whole Tommy monologue in and out of silhouettes is just it's genius and it's it's when you grow to just I mean Tommy comes out there and you just kind of like fall in love with him you're like oh he's just so like you fall in love with him and then you love to hate him and that's exactly but this is why it was so this is why that script is so genius because when Nick Massey says you know none of us are saints when he's talking about everything that happened on the road there's, I think when there's the admission, then the audience can kind of understand and go like, oh gosh, imagine if I sold 100 million records. How would I handle it? Or I always think of what Aaron Sorkin said just as I'm going through like every favorite playwright and screenwriter. And the best scripts are when even when you know who's the villain the idea is that no one wants to be the bad guy. And that's why people fall in love with every single one of them. And that's why the structure of the show is the greatest because each character gets at least 25 minutes and it's a perfect amount of time. And I'm with you. Like the opening really is the best part because it takes you right into Jersey right off the bat. And, and Tommy is just an intoxicating, addictive, sexy Italian guy that you just want more of. Because you you have played Mary and Lorraine and Francine, you are the the driving force really behind the show because I always talk about this. It's the girls who make the show. You're the ones who drive the ship. 
the guys are talking about their emotions and they're vulnerable, which is which is not typically what men did, especially when it was written when it happened in the '60s and it, when it was written in 2004 and went on Broadway 2005. It was so new and it still is so refreshing to hear. It's just amazing how you had that strength and doing that for eight years solid, which is incredible. It was. I think that's part of the reason why. I mean, one, I think the show is incredible. I am such a fan of it, but I never I never could get bored. I mean, I had the three roles, but but Dance Captain was a whole different Yeah. It was a whole different ball game. It was it was another job. So I was constantly putting people in the show, noting the show. The show was constantly evolving. Like there were things to I never got sick of the show. I, I still love the show so much. If it, if it was still on Broadway, I would be there. I mean, I would hope they'd still have me. Do you have any backstage stories or just like how the friendships grew? Anything you want to share? You know, it, when you're in a Broadway show, you're there nights, weekends, holidays, right? And then add rehearsal on top of it. It, feel, it felt like my second home, truly. I felt like I had an apartment on 52nd Street. And you go through so much there. And I think also as actors, we are so emotionally open. And especially you get very close with, your, with the people you work with, with the cast members, with the crew. You trust these people. You're so vulnerable. And yeah. you truly grow these friendships. We always say, the girls, we always say we're like sisters. I mean... Was it always like we were always smiling in our dressing room? No, but we, we were sisters. I remember when I got walked around my first day, they're walking me to meet everybody. I met majority of the people in their underwear. No joke. I mean, everyone was getting ready for the show. And you just kind of like, it's, you just trust each other and you get very close. Mark Lutito hosted the uh, Festa Italiana I'm, pro- I'm butchering that. I'm sorry, Ooh, but no. oh yes, he would he would host this at his home, and the cast would go, and he would cook all this like homemade Italian food, and it was just so delicious. Yeah. We would have we would have parties. We would go out all the time. It was such a fun life, and I mean, I feel like the people that you that you work with, you you really form a bond like no other. It's you, you went through so many different casts and every night could be a different story and people come in, people leave. Everyone has a different vibe. But you do have a really fun John Lloyd Young story when he came back. Oh, my John Broadway. Lloyd Young. I love him so much. I was so excited when he when I heard he was coming back to Broadway because I really wanted to work with him. I had seen the Tony performance and I saw him oh. do that monologue at the end. I was like, whew, Wow. He's got a heart of gold. He's such a sweet guy. I was rehearsing with him once, and we, got, we had gone through the whole show. And I said to him, hey, John, do you want to run Ragdoll again? And he looks at me, and he goes, well, as Frankie Valli himself once said when ordering a pastrami sandwich at Katz's Deli, if you overcook it, it'll shrink. <laughs> and... I looked at him and I was like, so you're good? And then he said something to me in Chinese. And I was like, okay, I guess we're done. 
Okay, good. Good job. Good rehearsal. Okay. Good talk. Great. He was hysterical. You know, he was, when he was doing Jersey Boys, he was doing eight a week, which I was so blown away by. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because, well, so what's crazy is he was doing eight a week at the start. And then, you know, he got in in his contract after the Tonys to do six a week. Mm-hmm. And then he's doing eight a week again. This guy yeah, is I, a I, legend. Legend. I believe I'm I'm remembering that correctly because I remember being pretty blown away by just he was so professional and he was so he was he was one of the most fun people to give notes to as well. I would watch the show, and John had his own style, and I loved it. I was like, I kind of feel like I was like, oh, this is like how it. I could see how it was all certain moves, certain Frankie moves were created, like, on John, it seemed like to me. They just fit him so naturally. I would go into his dressing room, like, knock, knock, you know, usually the Frankies are doing their gee-hee-hee, gee-hee-hee, they're doing all their (laughs) vocal warm-ups. I would be like, do you have time for notes? And he would be sitting there, and he'd be like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, sure, sure. And he would be kind of doing some karate moves, because he was also learning karate at the time. Which and, is, I had no clue he was doing yep. all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's got one of those minds that it, I felt like he was challenging himself to just constantly be sharp, to keep his brain, like, going. Anyway, so <laughs> I would sit there and be like, say I had, like, ten notes for him. I would say, hey, John, you know, would you make sure that when you're doing the walk like a man arms that you've got the fists at your like belt buckle because it's a little high right now and he wouldn't even be looking at me he'd be like "Uh uh-huh okay all right doing his karate moves and I'm sitting there and I'm like I is he even is he even listening to me is he even paying attention to what I'm telling him say I gave him 10 notes that night I would watch the show that night he would correct 10 notes all 10 I was like this guy, he was incredible. And, and he was so appreciative, too. He would ask me, like, how does it look? Is it getting better? Do, do you think I look okay doing this? I was like, you're, you're amazing. I loved working with John Lloyd. I mean, as a scene partner as well, he knew that those women's scenes were, he, he was there for you. He was, he was incredible. I believe he even said that to one of the girls. Like, it's your scene. I'm just here for you. And I was like... I love him. The show is about, it's called Jersey Boys. It's about the four seasons and the band. Like, it's, it's important that everybody feels supported and respected. So that's the best thing to hear. We, we yeah. were talking about this with, with everyone last week that, you know, the, the whole core of the Italian lifestyle. Thank you. The whole core of the Italian <laughs> lifestyle and the, the, it's, it's the, the, lo- the loyalty. Right. Loyalty. And, and- yes. You don't forget where you come from. What was it like growing up in Jersey? I grew okay, so I grew up in North Jersey. I know we've had this discussion of North, North and Jersey, South and Central. But now you live in Central. Yes. yes. Which does exist. It I exists. mean listen, it exists. Okay. I don't know how I've lived in Jersey this long and didn't know that there was a debate about that. So I grew up in well, North at least, Jersey. At least at, at least at Rutgers there's a debate. I mean like it's like it's all it's all we used to talk about backstage. Oh yeah, uh, we, we live in Central Jersey, right? No, are you stupid? There's no such thing as Central Jersey. No, you're stupid. Like 
stupid shit like that. I don't that. get it. It's, it's like what happened with, with Suffolk County and Nassau County. Same thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think with Jersey, there's, there's Jersey pride because... Listen, most people think that New Jersey is like what you see on the turnpike. You know, you see that drive safely sign or, you know, giant. You know what I'm talking about from the beginning of The Sopranos? Everybody thinks that that's what Jersey is like. So I think that there's just this, like, this pride, you know? We're like, I'm from Jersey, man. We're tough. We deal with people thinking that we, our state is just this industrial, like, smells terrible, like all these negative things about jersey but you the toxic avenger right (laughs) yeah um so i mean growing up in jersey yes i grew up in north jersey i had a a wonderful life in a small little town there and i stayed close i went to school in staten island and yes yes it was great i mean it was really fantastic the the campus was stunningly beautiful being at um Wagner also allowed us to have the close proximity to the city so we could go in for auditions. Like I remember going to, it was, I think, the non-equity tour of Cinderella, I want to say. And this was when, this was before you signed up online or did anything like that. Like, you got in line at, like, 5 a.m. on the street, and then they let you in Chelsea Studios, and then they only <laughs> let, like, 100 girls in, and then... So I got to go to a lot of auditions. I got, I was able to go to see Broadway shows. It was great being close to the city. And I was close to my family too. So it was pretty much the perfect place for me to go to school. That was, that was the biggest thing for me also, because I almost went to the New Brunswick campus of Rutgers and I almost transferred to New Brunswick, but I'm glad I stayed. Yeah. I'm glad I stayed though, because 15 minutes away by train, I, I was able to see Jersey Boys at New World Stages 15 times. Like, come on. <laughs> and I so and that's I mean and I was able to meet I was able to meet Gia that way. Yeah. And yeah, so and so I get it. So. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we used to take the Staten Island ferry over into oh, the I city. I I love going to Staten Island. I, I just I always I just feel so happy in Jersey. And you know, I can't believe so this is our 23rd episode. And I don't think I've actually said this on the air yet. But my whole thing with people who shit on New Jersey a big fuck you because so many amazing talents have come from there. So of course you have the Four Seasons. You got the Jonas yes. Brothers that grew up with the Jonas Brothers. Hell you got yeah. Whitney Houston, Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi. Bon Jovi like, wrote the Toxic Avenger, which is unbelievable. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Like, give me yeah. a break. And I always yeah. say, like, New Jersey is where dreams are born, and New York is where dreams are made. And they're right next. They're, they're neighbors. Oh, look at that! I fucking love that. Thank I you. fucking love. Put that on shirt there. So now you live in Central Jersey, and we have to talk yes. about your business, which is simply Kate yeah. organization, meaning yes. that she will organize your life. And She'll organize your wonderful. life, and she will dance through the organization too. <laughs> so, so please tell us how how that came about, um, how long you've been in business. So this is how it really all started because of the pandemic. What happened was, so I am in the Facebook group, the Broadway Baby Mamas, which was made by Kara Cooper, fellow Jersey girls, Kara Cooper and Jessica Rush. So it's this great place where moms who work on Broadway can ask questions, just either vent or whatever. There was a girl who posted, it was the very beginning of March, end of February, beginning of March last year. Girl was pregnant. She was like, Hey, I'm, you know, our little one's going to be arriving soon. We live in a small apartment. Does anyone know how to 
anyone who's like an expert at organizing small places. And people started tagging me in this post. And I was like, but I was just a very organized person. Like my friends knew that, you know, I'm the one who like labeled my closet as like a 10 year old. And like, this is who I've always been. And I messaged her privately, but then like the world shut down. So, and I never heard back. So I'm telling myself that's why. <laughs> but, um, but it kind of like lit a fire in me. And when everyone was quarantining and we were all home and everyone's baking banana bread and redoing their homes and doing all these things, I decided to do a post about how I organized my kids' playroom and our basement. Because I was like, well, this might help people, maybe whatever. It might be fun. Well, the response was huge. It was amazing. Um, I did not expect it at all. I received a bunch of private messages a lot of comments saying, you need to go into business, you need to do this. And I just, so I just started posting like, oh, here's how I organize this closet, or this is how I would organize this or that. And I've been learning a lot in the last year, practicing and learning how to do it virtually, because that's really tricky. I'm, I like to get my hands in there and play Tetris with things and figure it out. But what's great now is I'm, I'm getting messages from people who I never knew that I would connect with. Today I got a whole, a whole like 10 text messages in a row of all these pictures of, the, of this pantry before pictures, during pictures, and then asking me, what baskets would you recommend for this? What would you, what would you do here? What would you do there? So what I am doing now is basically I can go to people's homes, gloves, masks, make sure we're all safe, we're all feel comfortable. And I, I love to, you know, do, I, I definitely find myself doing pantries a lot. I love organizing a pantry. I love, I feel like it's what I've been doing most of, honestly. But I love a closet. I love, um, through, through Instagram I have found, oh, I did my garage this in September. Ooh, that's yes. the biggest feature. That's a big one. That was a big one. But You I try organizing say, a garage. See how you handle it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that was a challenge, yes. But with everything, with uh, Instagram's kind of been this, this kind of exciting thing for me. I've learned a lot from people on there. I found this whole new community of people who are as OCD and like straight lines as much as I do. <laughs> so it's that's what it's that's what it's grown to be it's it's fun I love it it calms me I feel like it very much goes with mental health like having an organized yes. home whew, you can breathe at least that that's what helps me anyway and I love helping other people I love getting messages I love people asking me what would you do here or the random tag I have friends that I have a guy I worked with in uh, I did we will rock you in Vegas in 2005. You did We Will Rock You too? Oh my God. Yes, From boom, boom. Four Seasons to Queen. Come on. Come on. Well, it was Andrew Lloyd Webber to Queen to Four Seasons, you know. There we yeah, go. Right. I mean, like yes. three. You just hit the trifecta. You really did. Uh, it was, yeah, We Will Rock You was, that was fun. It's great yeah. music. Actually, there's, there's two guys from We Will Rock You that I worked with who have sent me things here and there like, oh, inspired by Simply Kate. And I'm like, to me. <laughs> I had a girl contact me on Facebook who I was in fifth grade with and she's like I so clearly remember you 
putting your crayons and pencils in rainbow order on your desk. Like, I've always been like this. So, and I think it's actually probably why Dance Captain and Swing right. fit it's me. Right. right. Because I never knew that I would do that. I never knew that I was capable of being a swing and a dance captain. And I think because I like charts and I like to be organized and I like everything in place, I mean, it was kind of like destiny that I became a dance. It was, the you know. Stars are in alignment. Stars are in alignment. Organization awaits. A lot of I things. I love it. I love it. This is, this is going to be an interesting segue. For things, okay. talking about things aligning. So, a lot of things had to align. Events had to align in certain people's lives for there for there to end up being a fist fight in the second <gasps> row. Oh my gosh, you guys! This oh okay okay. So this 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 was this was one for the books. So okay, here's the story. So this is what happened. It was April of two thousand and nine, and. It was during Broadway Cares. So I remember this specifically for a couple of reasons. One, Andrew Reynolds, who some of you may have heard of. (laughs) You know, Andrew Reynolds was our Bob Gaudio at the time. And I was not performing during this show. I'm backstage and we have the monitors in all the dressing rooms. And it's right after Walk Like a Man. So, you know, bum, 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 bum. And the crowd goes wild and da, 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 da. And Bob turns to Frankie and says, maybe we should make an investment. In what? Us. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What was, what was that? What was that? <laughs> and I start hearing stuff in the monitor that is definitely not in our show. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Finally, our stage manager says, actors, please clear the stage. So they leave the stage. And... I guess the story, basically I think what happened was there was a couple in the second row that probably should not have been at a Broadway show. I think they might have been a little intoxicated. Sure. I think they probably should have been in a hotel room. (laughs) I think there was just some inappropriate things happening in the second row. And... From what I understand, the couple behind them was an older gentleman and his wife and said, I guess they told him like, hey, could you knock it off or whatever he said to them, voices, you know, (laughs) are getting raised higher and higher. And the younger guy punched this older gentleman in the face. Holy shit. I believe he was bleeding. I really don't think I'm exaggerating that. I believe that this, this... this older man was bleeding from the nose, and our security guard, Bobby, came down. He escorted this young, this younger couple out, and I mean, it was just insanity. And as they're leaving, the guy who just knocked, who just punched this guy, just finger, two, just middle finger up to the entire audience, oh. and was like. Yep, it was just one of those moments like, yeah, whatever. So the funniest thing was, okay, so they leave. And then the guys have to do the handshake scene, which, you know, is a little, it's an intimate scene. Yes. And it's hysterical because Andrew Reynolds walks out on that stage just, and being, being Andrew. 
And he's just kind of like, yeah, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys. And then he does that actor. He was, I mean, you know, looking at the audience like, yeah, that was good, right? Yeah, right, right, wow, wow. And then he looks at the audience and he kind of like does a hand motion like, okay, everybody quiet, like quiet down. And then he did that actor thing where, you know, you, I'm trying to describe this because I know we're on a podcast, but it's kind of like that face thing where it's like, okay, and now I'm this now I'm this character. Now I'm Gaudio, right? So he just goes, and he's like, so maybe we should make an investment. And, and it just picks up from there. Oh, my God. Did they, get a, did, they, did they get a roaring applause? Okay, but so what happened then, the Broadway Care speech was that night. And oh, Andrew no. Reynolds always did our Broadway Care speech because he was hysterical. And he's talking about Broadway Care's, hey, everybody, hey, that was a show, right? Right? Was that good? And he's telling all the wonderful things that Broadway cares, equity fights AIDS, all the money where it goes to. He's describing all these things. And he goes, and if that's not reason enough, let me tell you something. You're not getting this shit over at Wicked, guys. And the whole audience (laughs) went nuts. Like, they went crazy. That's great. My God. I mean, a fist fight in the second row. Of course that happens at Jersey Boys. Like, I almost I almost wear that with, like, yeah. Yeah, we pride, did. Fucking pride, yeah. We had, yeah. We had a fist Nolfi, fight in the second row. Nolfi told us that there would be these guys screaming from, like, the third row, Yo, Frankie! Hey, Frankie! Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. You would see these men, like, singing. Like, Full on, just like singing the walk like a man. Talk. It, was, it was it was amazing to see this, and I'll say this too: this was the only show that my brothers voluntarily came back to, like yeah. multiple times. I mean, my dad saw it eleven times, I think. My brothers Wonderful. loved it. I think that's a perfect think... place to wrap up this episode. Yes. What what a finale! Huh? Oh what a, oh what oh, a finale! Oh, what a button! Oh, what, what a, a button! Night. There you go. Perfect. I love it. So yeah. So going from all of Katie's stories to her business to the Simply Kate organization to the fist fight in the show. Fist fight in the show. Yes. It, th- Katie, thank you so much for joining us. And oh, you guys, been... I had so much fun. Yay. Yay. And this has been another episode, our second installment, International Women's Month edition of Silhouettes, Women's History, Silhouettes JV Podcast. Follow Katie O'Toole, Simply Kate Organization on Instagram. Look her up on Google. Sign up for a consultation. You will not regret it. And, um... Follow the podcast on Instagram, Silhouettes JV Podcast underscore. Can't forget the underscore always. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Silhouettes JV Podcast. Join our Facebook group, the group, Silhouettes <laughs> JV Podcast group. Listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts. Please, if you love us, if you like us, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please. We would really appreciate it. So what we're really trying to do, everyone, is is really enlarge enlarge our community. That sounds strange. Yeah. But just just spread the word. And spread I, the I mean, you want to join the community. I want everyone to talk about this amazing show and continue the bond with Jersey Boys fans. So please leave us an app, a review on Apple Podcasts because the al- algorithm will be in favor of all of the yeah. positivity and it'll blast the sh- the, the, our show even more. Exactly. And that's what we want so we that's can meet we new people, especially during this crazy time. That's why we created this podcast in the first place. So we can bring 
different cast and crew of the show together. It's crazy that it turned into that, which is a dream come true. Dream come true. And we want to just keep spreading the Jersey Boys love keep because spreading the joy, it's, keep spreading the love. it's the best. And it's yeah. that was the best. Yeah. And join the Silhouettes Debut Podcast family because yeah. right now it's just Davide and me and we can use some more friends. Who yeah. <laughs> could use more friends? That's why we're still and out there podcasting. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Like that bunny on TV. TV. Exactly. Hey, 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 Katie's a quoter. She, quoter Katie. I do. Yes, quoter Katie. I quoter do. Katie. That's why I, that's why I love Katie. Oh my gosh. The best. Oh, I got, and there's a bug in my room because that's New York, baby. And, and, and that's it. I just don't end our wonderful sign off, which is. Asalu. 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 Asalu.